You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Hey, welcome to the latest Inside Purple and Gold. Jace Frederick, Dane Mizutani here for Audacity's Minnesota Vikings podcast. Talking Vikings after the final preseason game. We're sitting here on Sunday, August 28, 2022. Less than 24 hours after this preseason finale. And Minnesota lost, and I'll get to that. Actually, I do want to talk about that. Maybe even first here. The Vikings went 0-3 in the preseason. And we, we touched last week about how it had been kind of unimpressive with the depth. But Dane, does it matter? Um, I'm always kind of intrigued by do preseason results matter, especially for teams like Minnesota that sit everybody. Um, and they, they play very few starters. Uh, very few guys saw – there are plenty of guys who saw, like, no action. Um, what do you think? Does does going 0-3 and is looking uninspiring for a month uh, matter when none of the main guys are out there? I don't, I don't think it matters – like as far as the record goes, like zero and three, who cares? Like I don't think the Vikings have won a game in like three preseasons, and it doesn't really matter. Like who cares that they didn't win a game? Like as long as they're ready come September eleventh. Like if they would have won one preseason game but sacrificed like a starter to do it, like because they got hurt, like I think you feel worse heading into the the, the season. The only reason I think zero and three kind of matters is because you looked pretty uncompetitive in basically all three games and that speaks to your depth and and we've talked a little bit about that on 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 the podcast but this team isn't very deep and that that is evident when you look at the fact that against the Raiders the 49ers and the Broncos last night they fell short and they fell short pretty you know convincingly like they they weren't very I would say they weren't in many of the games, you know, I guess you could say the San Francisco game, but like they weren't very competitive in in, in these games. So I think that kind of speaks to your depth, but it it doesn't really matter that they went 0-3 because as you mentioned, every starter rested. Um, I think they played the first team offensive line in the first game, but every important player rested like they should. Uh, So I don't like the preseason, as we've talked about, it's stupid. It doesn't matter at all as long as you get out of it healthy. Um, and that's what the Vikings did. So they might not have scored a win in, in, in the win column, but I think that's a win coming out of preseason that, that they're ready to go come here, come September 11th. They did escape with starters getting away without injury. Um, and they did so by not playing anybody. So mm-hmm. took out all risk of the games, obviously practices, anything can happen there, but they did lose somebody who was going to see time um, in BC Johnson going down with an ACL tear. Uh, it's been reported today. It is the ACL. Uh, Kevin O'Connell was pretty ominous in his post-game comments. But BC Johnson done for the year. Um, this was a guy who was going to make the roster. What's the impact of that, Dane? And I guess as we kind of look at the tough decisions of the 53-man that will come out on Tuesday, who do you think makes the team now that BC isn't on it? 
Yeah, that sucks for BC Johnson really because does. he tore it's... he tore his ACL last year, missed the whole year, like worked really really hard on, on his recovery, and is like a roster lock going into the final game that doesn't matter at all, and he tears the ACL on the other knee. Um, it speaks to the fact that you should not play important players in the preseason. I don't think BC graduated to to that level right. of importance, Agreed. so that's why he was playing. Um, but it's proof positive that that anything can happen in, in, in a game, especially when you step on a football field, you lose BC for the season. Who makes the team because of that? Like my gut reaction is is a guy like Tristan Jackson. Like I had the Vikings keeping six receivers before BC Johnson got hurt. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, Amir Smith Marset, Jalen Naylor, and BC Johnson. So that opens up a spot. Um, Tristan Jackson, I think has been the best receiver next, like, you yeah, know, the, I agree. The, the seventh best receiver this preseason. Um, but you know, if, if the Vikings don't opt to keep six receivers, if, if they say, okay, we were going to roll with, with, with six, but BC got hurt. So we're just going to roll with five. I think that opens up a spot for, you know, T.Y. McGill, who we talked about as good as he's been this preseason. I think he's still a fringe guy. I think, he hasn't played a lot in his NFL career, so maybe that that gives him. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You know, a guaranteed spot or 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 more of a chance to make the team because you lost you know, a receiver you were definitely going to going to keep. So there's like guys right on the bubble that if the Vikings decide, okay, we're going to just roll with five receivers for now, if something else happens on the road, we'll add another. I think that might speak and, you know, help fringe roster guys like a T.Y. McGill, like a Blake Lynch, you know, a, a reserve linebacker that probably is going to make the team as special teams if he does. Just guys like that on the fringe. Um, if you just do the exercise of who was on the 53, most of the names are pretty common sense, right? Like everyone knows Ty Chandler's on the 53. Like I think maybe going into the preseason, you were like, is Ty Chandler good? Yeah, he's good. Three season, three preseason games proved that he was kind of banged up in the second preseason game. But in the two that he's been healthy, like he's a roster lock. And you can go position by position and do that. Um, but I think there's fringe, fringe guys at like the inside linebacker position, perhaps the outside linebacker position um, that might benefit from a guy like BC Johnson being lost for the year. Yeah. And if you missed the preseason game last night, the Vikings lose 23, 13, there was really nothing to write home about. Um, we didn't, Nate Mullins didn't play. We knew that I think kind of heading into it, oh, Nick Mullins, I don't know why I called him Nate, um, but <laughs> Nick Mullins didn't play. So it was Sean Mannion and Kellen Mond both continue to be uninspiring, but I think we've spent just enough time on that. Uh, so yeah, you know, as you go through this 53 man roster, like 46, 47 guys are locks that literally any of us can pick out. Um, it is, it does come down to like those last five or six nitpicking this guy or this guy at this spot. Do you want to keep this many linebackers or do you want an extra defensive back? It all comes down to those types of things that, you know, I'm sure the coaching staff, the front office kind of sweats over, um, over these last next two days here before the Tuesday cutdowns. 
when you were looking at it, mm-hmm. what were like the two or three most difficult decisions where you're like, I went with this guy over this guy? Um, which ways do you think the Vikings go in these really tough situations? Well, that that kind of opens up the discussion because like I think I went with Troy Dye over Blake Lynch. I didn't feel great about that, but like sure. as your fourth linebacker, I went with Troy Dye over Blake Lynch and had the Vikings just keep four inside linebackers. Troy Dye has not been super inspiring this preseason. I think he's actually been a little uninspiring. Yeah, he was a guy who heading into preseason, I would have said for sure, but the performance has been so poor that yeah. he probably pushed himself towards it. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think he probably holds on to it, but he definitely has put himself in a position to sweat. And that was probably one of the harder positions to pick, but I think like to what we were just talking about BC Johnson going down, maybe they both make it now. Maybe Troy right. Dye makes it as a backup linebacker and Blake Lynch, who's proven to be a good special teams or um, maybe he, he can sneak his way on the roster. I think that's something really that we tend to overlook when we do the 53 man roster exercise is like, it, they're not really as an NFL team, you're not distinguishing your roster and who makes it by necessarily who would be the best backup or third stringer. It's right. who's going to contribute on special teams. And that's a lot of the guys that, that make it with the 52nd or 53rd spot on the roster. And, and Blake Lynch maybe does now because, because of BC Johnson, that was a hard thing for decision for me. I also, um, you know, there, there's Zach McLeod versus Janarius Robinson as, as an edge. And, and again, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds because these guys aren't going to play. But I, I had Zach McLeod making it over Janarius because of special teams. Um, you know, Janarius, was a, Janarius Robinson was a fourth-round pick last year, um, so I, I could see why people just kind of shoehorn him into the team. Um, but Zach McLeod, if, if you watch the preseason games, played a ton of a ton of special teams, and Andy offers a little bit of, little bit of upside um, as a pass rusher off the edge. Those are two of the names, if we get really deep into the weeds, two of the positions that I think – you know, were hard decisions for me. I think they will be hard decisions for, for Quasey and, and Kevin O'Connell. Um, but I, I do think that there's maybe some wiggle room here now that you lose a guy like BC Johnson and, and maybe you just decide to go with five wide receivers um, for the foreseeable future. A couple other news nuggets we'll get to um, maybe from the game last night and then just the aftermath of the game. Um, and then as we head into the final two segments of this show, it's really will be kind of time to look forward. Um, today we're going to look at kind of a, a point-counterpoint between just ourselves talking. Of uh, seg- The next segment here will go with why the Vikings aren't going to have the year they envision. And then the final part will counter that and say, like, why things might break right for them. And this might be a really good team uh, this year. So looking at the two aspects of where things could go wrong and where things could go very right to lead to two different results, um, because multiple teams do always have multiple pathways and it kind of comes down to how things break. So we'll look at that coming up here, but first off um, let's, let's just circle back to Mullins not playing last night, Dane. Um, They, the Vikings go with Manning and Mond. um, And maybe why that doesn't matter to me, I think, we knew that Mullins was going to be the backup quarterback regardless, but I mean, if, if the whole idea of it being a competition, I think we all knew that was a farce when mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell said it, but the idea no, that no. they don't even need to see the reps in the game um, tells, I think all of us that indeed the decision was made when the trade was made. Yeah. I asked uh, Kevin O'Connell about that going into the, the, you know, I think it was Thursday after Thursday's practice or before Thursday's practice heading into the preseason game against Denver and, and he made it very clear, like, Nick Mullins has played three preseason games already. We don't need to see game reps. 
So that's kind of like them tipping their hand. Like we saw everything we needed to say, see in the three preseason games that he did play and the one preseason game that he did play against the Vikings. I think only bad things could have come out of playing Nick Mullins on Saturday night. Right. So I agree. It doesn't matter. Like what if he drops back and blows his knee out or gets rolled up on and, and, has an ankle injury that Sam Darnold style like we saw with Carolina yeah exactly like there's just no benefit to playing him from an injury risk standpoint but also from like uh, putting him in a really bad position standpoint like he doesn't really know the offense like he's a professional backup quarterback so he, he's going to be able to acclimate pretty quickly I think to learning this offense but putting him in on three four days you know on the team and having him go play game reps I think that's a a situation where he could look pretty bad, maybe even like akin to a Sean Mannion or Kellen Mott where they look kind of uncomfortable. I think Nick Mullins could look maybe worse than Mannion. If you play him on Saturday night, because he doesn't really know all the intricacies of the offense that these guys have been learning for the last, I guess, six weeks of training camp, but even OTAs, mini camps, all of that, like those those things are going to come with time. Um, But I just don't see the benefit in playing him, especially when, you know, it's not like this guy, you found him at a local high school throwing the ball around. Like he's played real NFL games. He's played real preseason NFL games in the, in the past few weeks. He's, he's fine. He's ready to go. And I think him not playing is almost more of a, you know, indictment against Sean Mannion and Kellen Mond because it's the Vikings saying we don't really even need to see Nick Mullins. We know he's our backup quarterback. I think seeing another half of Kellen Mond on tape probably makes it even less likely that Minnesota would net a sixth or seventh round pick in return for him. Yeah. Um, I know just a third round pick from a year ago, generally there would be teams still intrigued by that. But I mean, he'll, I think he'll get picked up if and when Minnesota does indeed let him go. Um, but I don't think Minnesota is going to, there's going to be a trade market there. Uh, after the game, Kevin O'Connell did all but confirm um, that Ed Ingram will be the starting guard for this team over Jesse Davis. That's not a surprise, but to kind of hear O'Connell all but admit it, like it's trending in that direction. <laughs> Basically, yeah. like hey, if Ingram doesn't get hurt between now and the opener, then yes, he will be the starter. Um, it, that's not a surprise, but that's kind of locked in. Anything else that jumped out nothing, at you? Nothing else really stood out except for the injuries that, that happened last night. You, you had BC Johnson. Obviously, we've talked about him. Troy Dye suffered a foot injury. Right. It sounds like he'll be ready to go for week one. T.Y. McGill... You know, the right. guy we've talked a lot about on this podcast suffered an ankle injury. Um, sounds like it's like a pretty minor one, maybe a couple of weeks. Maybe that the, hinders his ability to right. make the team. Like, we don't know. Your best ability is availability if you're one of those rotational defensive linemen guys. So uh, a lot of news as far as injury goes to come out of last night. But, like, I think the only thing we learned about you know, starters, backups, whatever, um, was the confirmation that Ed, Ed Ingram's going to win that right guard spot. And like we talked about, Nick Mullins is probably going to be your backup quarterback. Yeah, really, like as we headed into this final two weeks, there was like no competition left, which was kind mm-hmm. of, which is surprising for a training camp. And But it led to last night being as inconsequential, frankly, as about any preseason game you're going to see. And it felt yeah. the same way, frankly, for Denver as well. Um as far as like other teams really treated these as a dress rehearsal, neither Minnesota nor Denver did. And that's fine. Uh, nothing against those teams for doing that, but it made it really kind of a pointless it, it competition. Was, it was not worth watching last no, night. So if you missed it, you didn't. So no, it doesn't matter. If you missed it, you won. You won the night. <laughs> um, 